Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Most of my life living in and out and uh, now happy to be back in Missoula, Montana. One of the most surreal and fun nights I have ever had was going to the Rolling Stones concert at Washington Grizzly Stadium. It was just unbelievable. Welcome back. Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. I don't know why I got the stones stuck in my head, but that's what we're listening to. All day today, usually I have the playlist curated for something special or something that uh, got me inspired or a deeper meaning or a concert I went to. I don't know why, but I've just been singing Rolling Stones all day, so that's all we're listening to uh, today here uh, on your radio dial. Thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate you spending your Monday with us. Miss anything in the first hour? A fun first hour. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joined us for the Montana Football Hour. We recap the Grizzlies' 24-7 win over South Dakota. Montana State 63 to 13 win over Moorhead State and some of the other uh, top results from around the Big Sky Conference and around the FCS. You can find all of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the Advocates, the M Store, and the Montana State Bookstore. Time now for hour number two, and finally an in-season version of one of your favorite segments, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Mornaweg. Coach, what's going on? How you doing? Let's turn it up, Coulter. I'll tell you what, I got my Mondays squared away. I love it. I do a little media Zoom call at 10. I go to Bobby's Presser at 2. I go to the Fool's End Cigar Club. And then I go back to catch a little of the practice. Now, Coulter, they come out so late on Mondays. They're more of a walkthrough. Uh, I don't get to see much of it because... I, then I get to do my favorite thing and come to Coulter's radio show on 102.9 FM. I love it. Well, have you ever seen the Rolling Stones in concert? I have not. Wow. Uh, b- however, I have heard from many, including you, that it is quite a show. However, I'm not sure that they could ever put on quite the show that Willie Nelson used to. I know. I've told you this story before, but I'll tell it again. I wish that I had better perspective for when I saw Willie Nelson here in Missoula. 
I was only like 10 or 12 years old. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this old guy, whatever. <laughs> if I could do it again now, I would just be loving it. I would have known all the songs and would really would have appreciated it. But uh, here no, they're happy to have uh, live music back uh, in the fold. Uh, you, you mentioned getting a chance to sort of dive in on this Grizz team. So what, what's that part been like for you, just analyzing college football? Because uh, not just st- – I mean, there's there's so many differences about the NFL and, and college what the Grizz run too, especially defensively, is so uh, unorthodox. What What do you think of just diving in and sort of analyzing this thing from uh, an X's and O's and coaching perspective? Well, a few things that come to the front of my mind very quickly are the rules. There are some big time differences in the rules. The first one that everybody knows, PI is so much different. Uh, and it goes on and on and on. There are little subtleties that are a little bit different. And I will uh, and already have studied just a little bit of that. In fact, through the course of the, let's say the last 10 or 15 years, there's been a college job or two that I've discussed. And the first thing that I would have done is bring in an official and go through all of the difference because you have to be an expert both situationally on the field as well as the rules as, as a head coach and as a coordinator. So that would be the first thing. The second thing is the games are a little longer. There's For more sure. plays run right. in college. Uh, uh, a good game may be 88, 92. I've even seen over 100 sure. plays run by an offensive unit. In the NFL, it's somewhere between 68 and 78, somewhere in there. 72, 74 plays uh, is, is quite a few plays in the NFL. So that means that if you make a horrendous mistake in the NFL, there's less time, there's less plays to overcome it. And you saw Cincinnati, with all those mistakes made, couldn't quite overcome it. They likely would have overcome it if the game was longer, much like a college game. So typically in college, the better team will win. In the NFL, you make a couple mistakes Early in the game, very difficult to overcome. So those are some of the things that come to the front of my mind, Coulter. Marty Mornaway joining us in studio. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. It is presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. You need a great place to get your car washed? Well, it's it's so smoky right now outside, it's actually like ashy. We have ash on our cars. So if you want to get your car or your truck shined up come on over by our spot here it's right next to us here on radio way and stay tuned about 15 minutes from now we're going to be giving you a 50 dollars gift card uh, from dazzler's car wash uh, in missoula uh, the other thing i wanted to ask you about about the parallels between the the uh, pro and college game is this coach as we saw yesterday doesn't it doesn't matter what on paper you are the, the super bowl favorite or the team that's expected to, to win five games Every team in the NFL can win on any given Sunday, and we see this all the time. I mean, the the Vegas Lions have the Bears as one of the worst teams in the league. They smacked a preseason Super Bowl contender in the San Francisco 49ers. Houston Texans, they're not supposed to be any good. Indianapolis Colts, huge favorites to win the South. Doesn't matter. Played them all the way down the wire in a tie. Steelers are supposed to be last place division, uh, finishing their division. Still, uh, they gave the Bengals everything they could handle and then ended up beating the Bengals. My question for you is this, though. At the college level, 
so much there's, there's so so often there's these crazy disparities in talent. Like Montana State played a non-scholarship team on Saturday. They're up twenty-eight nothing in the in the first quarter. Then all the running backs get hurt, so they can't even adequately run out the clock. So now they're like trying to not run the score up, but they can't. So they're running QB power with an FBS drop down, and he's scoring fifty-five yard touchdowns. All of a sudden, they're winning by fifty. Yeah. Can you imagine coaching in a in a game like that? I mean, it seems like football in its purest form is way better when everybody's competitive. And you're not playing these guaranteed wins. Well, that's a good point. As some football factory type universities, they are going to win. Three or four games, those are gimmies. And in the NFL, there's not one gimme. You better put the hard work in. You better get your preparation done. And you better be on every play in the NFL. It takes an awful lot to win one game in the NFL. So, And in college, in some cases, there's three or four that you are going to win no matter what happens. I thought uh, in Andrew's game story on Skyline Sports for the Grizz, I thought that uh, he he had a, a very astute observation about Lucas Johnson's feel for the game, Montana's new quarterback. And Bobby Houck acknowledged it uh, in his uh, coach's show with Riley Corcoran earlier this week as well. He said, you know, some guys, it's just kind of this innate feeling. They kind of just have this feel of the game. You've worked with all sorts of different types of quarterbacks. How much of, the you know, just that pocket presence, that savvy, is natural how much of it can be learned? Well, you know, that you were talking about instincts and feel of the game, and I've studied this just a little bit. It's very difficult to measure. Uh, some of it is is natural. You're born with it. That's my thought there. The other part of it, though, is your environment. Did you grow up? Sure. Playing the game. Did you right. grow up as a gym rat? Was your dad a high school coach? And you were at all of these practices uh, uh, all the time. So we've talked about this before. There is a huge amount of quarterbacks in the NFL whose dad were, dad's fathers were high school coaches, whose fathers played at a high level, possibly even the NFL, played in college, college coaches, kids. Uh, why? Because of the environment they grew up with. They just have a really good feel of the game. Many of these quarterbacks are backups. And why is that? Because the coach trusts them if they're called upon to come in and typically they're going to do the right thing. They may not be as talented as some other fellas, but they're a better quarterback and they play the quarterback position at a really high level. Speaking of quarterbacks, one last local question for you before we get into some NFL stuff. Uh, Cole Taylor, who was a young man who attended your camp, yes. this Marty Morningway quarterback school, which he puts on every July. Great opportunity for these guys to come learn from a guy who coached in the NFL for 25-plus years and something I know that you really enjoy as well. But Cole Taylor uh, came into the, to the camp this uh, last year. He's off to a great start. He threw five touchdowns, a rush for another one on, on uh, Friday. CMR rolled up 63 points, and uh, he also committed to Montana State earlier uh, last week. Reed Harris, the young man from Great Falls High who came to your camp two years ago, he's actually playing split out a little bit more, playing some wide receiver, which I actually think is probably better for him at the next level. And then Jarrett Wilson, who uh, he's only about six feet tall, but he's got some savvy and some moxie too. He threw five touchdowns for Polson. So I know it makes you proud when uh, these kids that come to your camp and you get to work with a little bit at least are having success at the high school level here in Montana. Oh, they were really good players in my camp. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Jarrett Wilson, he's a lefty. 
Bob's six yes. foot. Steve Young, <laughs> yeah, a little right? over six foot. Michael Vick, a little under six foot. Both lefties. I'm sort of an expert coach of lefties. I love the lefties. Some though, coaches don't want anything to do with the lefty. Right. Uh, man, you're missing. You're you possibly missing the boat if you have that mentality. Uh, all three of those players kind of shined during my camp. And I thought all three of them were going to be excellent college quarterbacks. Now, one, it looks like, is going to end up being a receiver. Uh, and I believe he committed to Boston College. That's exactly right, yeah. Boston College. Yeah. He is, he's got about 15 offers, so he's got yeah. a lot. To, they're going to they're gonna have to hold on uh, for dear life for, <laughs> to Reed Harris because, uh, you know, those early commitments when you're getting – uh, that many offers. There's going to be a lot, especially depending on how the dominoes fall. There's going to be some teams calling Reed Harris, really wanting it really bad. I love to keep my eye on the fellows that attended the quarterback school. It's not only fun, it's exciting, but then you get to know the young Tommy Malott. Now, it's hard for me to root for the Montana State Bobcats, but I certainly root for Tommy to do well. Marty Mornaway joining us in studio. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. It's presented in part by Rome Student Housing. If you're not familiar with Rome, this is actually a pretty incredible thing that's going on here. As we know, the affordable housing in Missoula is uh, few and far between. When I was in college, I mean, when you were in college here, Coach, shoot, you could get five guys together, probably get a house for about five, six hundred bucks. I mean, we used to all, we could get a house, you know, get five of us together, get it for eight hundred bucks, thousand bucks. And it's a lot more expensive now. Also, you know, it's really hard to get the power and the cable and all that stuff. If you're a young kid, you don't have any credit. So what Rome's got going on is it's a, a beautiful place to live. It's right there on Front Street. But they also, it's such a, a, Easy way to budget if you're a college student. So if you're looking, if you're in the market, if you're a parent that's thinking about sending your kid to the University of Montana, either you live in Missoula, you live around the state of Montana, or you're listening somewhere out of state, this is a great option. This is high-level uh, student housing and uh, a great place for you and your young one, and uh, you can get them all hooked up, keep them safe, and uh, have a very comfortable place to live. So we appreciate Rome Student Housing uh, for their continued support here uh, of the Monday afternoon quarterback uh, with Coach Marty. This today, Monday, and we still have a Monday Night Football game coming up, but Monday, Tuesday, after the first Sunday of NFL play, is always the day of the most overreactions that you can possibly have in the NFL. And so I start by saying and reminding everybody this. Right now, 16 teams in the NFL are in first place, undefeated. And 16 teams in the NFL are in last place, defeated. It's only one week. You can't totally overreact. There hasn't been somebody that went undefeated in 50 years. So there's not going to be an under. I mean, we got to remember last year the Packers got waxed in week one. So you can't overreact. That said, though, uh, what do you? how important can week one be for the mentality of a team just depending on how you perform? Really, Coulter, you said it. It is one out of 17 regular season games. However... There is so much excitement and so much buildup to that first game for some fans, for some owners, and for some young players that are out of their mind to start the game that might be their first NFL game. It's sort of like the Super Bowl. So there's a huge letdown uh, outside of the building, outside of the facility if you drop the first game. 
However, I just remember, we've talked about this before. New England won a Super Bowl, and I think they started 3-4. and four. We started 0-2 twice. Totally. And went uh, NFC Championship game. I mean, there are some really good teams, and some of it is philosophy that start a little slower because their whole philosophy is we will be playing our best down the stretch and into the playoffs. And there's other teams who have a different philosophy. They're, they may pound it a little bit more, do a little bit more hitting, maybe practice against other teams in the preseason and training camp. They may start out just a little bit faster. Then the last thing, Coulter, crazy things tend to happen. For sure. In opening ball games For at sure. every level. And some of them are really easily correctable. And so those teams like Cincinnati, they won't have many games where they have five turnovers, four of them being interception, missing PATs and field goals, backup snapper, all that. They're not going to go through too many of those. Uh, And so they'll win more than their share of games. The NFL, too, is so much. And you talked about this last week, a matchups league and an adjustment league. How, how do you take advantage of the matchups that are advantageous to you, or how do you mitigate the ones that are at your disadvantage? But then also, how do you adjust? You know, like last night, I got to my girlfriend's house. It was halftime of the cowboys Bucks game. She says, Tom Brady doesn't look any good. I said, well, just wait. Coming out of the locker room, he's going to look just fine. And then, of course, he had a touchdown drive on the very first possession of the second half. And so, I mean, how much of it, though, I guess my question for you is this. Sometimes when you have these teams that are quote-unquote predicted to be poor, they have new coaches, and so there's a lot of unknowns there. How, how much of that plays into it? I mean, when you're preparing, when you're an NFL coach, you're preparing for a franchise that has a new coach, how much does it affect you? Oh, it does. And so is what you do is you go back and you study the coordinators right. uh, at, right. at, at the last team or teams that they were at now. There are some teams who have a coordinator, and he's coordinating for the first time. Right. There it becomes a little bit more difficult. You've got guys in your building that are studying their background and what's likely to happen because some teams, there's two philosophies in preseason games, show very, very little, and then so you have a bunch of ammo in those first three or four games, or you show everything so it's very difficult for your opponent to prepare for you and so i think with only three preseason preseason games many of these teams are just showing very very little monday afternoon quarterback with coach marty marty mornaway joining us in studio here on nuana's now espn radio presented in part by dazzler's car wash you want a 50 dollar gift card to dazzler's we got one call us right now 406-888- 1029. That's 888 Caller number four. We got a $50 gift card for you to Dazzler's Car Wash. It's located right next door here uh, to Missoula Broadcasting Company. So how about this? You, you come pick up your prize and you can use it right away. If you call us right now, 406-888-1029. Caller number four. We got a $50 gift card. You can come swing by our shop, get it, get your truck washed, and uh, go home happy. Appreciate Dazzler's for their continued support here. Uh, last question, Coach, before we get into some of the actual results. The two big news briefs coming out of this weekend were T.J. Watt, who played with his absolute hair on fire against the Cincinnati Bengals, but then suffered what is now being reported as a torn peck, likely out for the season, definitely out until the very, very end of the season if he does come back. 
And then Dak Prescott, uh, they didn't really say his specifics, but it looked like he snapped his thumb on somebody's helmet. Uh, but they're saying six to eight weeks, probably going to require surgery as well. When you lose a franchise play, I mean, those guys are two of the best guys in the NFL. When you lose franchise guys week one, how much does that just derail uh, your plans for the season? Well, those are two huge losses. and the, There's no getting over that. Now, the mentality of the next man up, and we expect him to play as good or even better than the man he's replacing, kind of goes to the wayside when you lose one of these guys, your franchise quarterback and your pass rusher. So you, as a coaching staff, have to rethink and reevaluate your total defense in Pittsburgh or your total offense in Dallas, the whole philosophy. Because now, now, what are we best at? What enabled Pittsburgh to do so That's many exactly unique right. things? I mean, with their odd man front, uh, the, his ability to play, you know, three tech, the five, I mean, he, he can play all the way down the line. He can line them up inside, outside, wide. He's the whole catalyst to what they do defensively. Oh, it kills you. you. You said it. You're exactly right. And then Dallas, on the other hand, now what are their strengths? Well, it's not Dak Prescott's strengths. Right. Right? So will they run the ball more? Will they have more run scheme? Will they be more creative in the run game? Will they be a down-the-field passing team? Or that's not their strength. Do they have to ball control pass with with this Cooper Rush right. fella, right? Yeah. Okay, so so what are his strengths? Now what are the total team strengths? Who are their playmakers now? Who do we get the ball to regularly? We're going to use all of our eligible runners and receivers. That's another thing. Do they rely more on the total team rather than just a select few players? So you, it's a whole total rethink of what your strengths are. And this is where... When you sign Dak Prescott to the huge deal and you sign Michael Gallup to the huge deal and you pay Ezekiel Elliott and then you don't re-sign Lel Collins, you don't re-sign Zach Martin, you don't re-sign these veteran offensive linemen. Now, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying the Cowboys made a bad choice. Of course you give Dak Prescott his money. He's, he's proved it. He became a top 10 guy. He's awesome. But... Now, you're wishing you had your stud offensive line with Cooper Rush back there. It would have made things a lot easier on the backup. Uh, yeah, so when you sign a man to a huge contract, really the risk you are taking is injury. You know sure. this For man sure. inside and out, typically, when you sign a man to a big contract. And, you know, I believe you and I have discussed this before. There's about five to eight men on each NFL team who make the huge money. That's right. All others are playing for a minimum. Now, minimum, that is not the minimum wage. The minimum in the <laughs> NFL is an awful lot of money. But we have to realize these men's careers sometimes last for three or four years. Well, we hear the next man up mentality all the time. And, you know, the next man up can be feasible when you're talking about one third-round corner replacing another third-round corner, one-up start linebacker replacing another guy. There's a couple guys, there's there's several handfuls of guys in the league that you just can't replace. You just can't replace. I mean, there is no one that you can get that's better than T.J. Watt. He's one of the ten best players in the NFL. Right. Now the next man up, if if he can play at a high level, right, that will help their defense. But I'm telling you that without Watt, it's going to be a total rethink. For sure. And, and a big adjustment. And so 
as a staff, you're going to make these adjustments, but you want to keep, and it might they might be kind of complicated. Right. It gets a little complicated in the NFL. You want to make sure you keep it simple in your players' minds, and that allows the rest of the team to play fast and furious as long as you keep it simple in the players' minds. How about the ins and outs of what happened yesterday? Well, there was a monsoon in Chicago. The uh, Bengals don't have a long snapper and a whole bunch of more surprises. <laughs> Keep it right here. More on the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty right after this. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. All Rolling Stones all the time here on your Smoky Monday. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. No matter how you're following along, we appreciate you being here. This is the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornaweg, longtime NFL coach in studio with me here on your radio dials. Tons of stuff to get to, but first and foremost, and by the way, this is presented in part by Front Street Pizza. Have you had any Front Street Pizza, Coach? I absolutely have. Good? And I'll tell you what, they sponsored... The Camp Marty quarterback oh, yeah. school, and so we had a little. Uh, we had lunch from the the, the falls. Uh, yep. Tommy McDonald. The Tommy Tommy McLaughlin yeah, for sure. Paradise yeah. Falls for sure. Yeah, the Paradise Falls, and then we we had pizza at the end from Front Street Pizza. It was fantastic. It's really good pizza. It's it's a traditionally sourced, so they're getting the dough and the cheese from very specific areas. It's always fresh. So go check out Front Street Pizza. Uh, down there on Front Street, uh, we got we have so much to get to today. But coach, we got to start with d- just because, and, and I I'm and I, uh, this goes out to our our owner and operator here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. I'm I'm only asking so we can get Coach Marty's feedback on this, not to rub it in, but I am my only fandom left in the world is the Minnesota Vikings, and the Minnesota Vikings pounded the Green Bay Packers. And after uh, the Wisconsin Badgers lost to Washington State on Saturday, and the mm. Packers lost yesterday. Uh, this morning's meeting, I thought it was gonna. I thought I thought we might all just be get, looking for new jobs, but we were not. We're still here. Uh, but she was very disheartened by Aaron Rodgers' body language on the sidelines, and uh, it seems as if he. Well, it doesn't seem as if he has a really hard time when things aren't going his way. Didn't we have this exact? <laughs> we did. Same we did. We discussion did. one we year we ago. Did. We did. Look at don't. Think twice, don't blink, 
Aaron Rodgers will get that thing right. Now, I will say his body language isn't the best, but that's just him. That's his personality. He went to Cal, for God's (laughs) sakes, right? right? All right, so he'll get the thing straight. Now, what a great competitor he is. He's very, very smart and extremely talented. So he's got to get all of his pieces worked out just a little bit and get them to do it just the right way. Now, on the other side... I will say the Minnesota Vikings were an impressive team, both on offense and defense, let alone the special teams. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, we mentioned, we talked about JJ, or excuse me, TJ Watt, and there's some guys that you can't replace. Daniil Hunter is one of the guys that people around the NFL don't really know much about, but he is an, I, I shouldn't say that, people around the NFL know everything about Daniil Hunter. The common fan might just not know about him, but he had an ACL last year that cost him, and he, I mean, he is. Minnesota's big-time pass rusher, and having him back made the whole defensive front better. And you also saw, though, the influence of a new head coach who's an offensive head coach, and they have an offensive personnel grouping that is as good as anybody's in the NFL. I think Justin Jefferson is one of the best players in the league. Dalvin Cook is lights out. Adam Thielen still has a little gas left in the tank. And so I, I just think that you could see, first, how much of an impact a premier guy like that on defense can have, but also... When you actually can marry a coaching style to the personnel that you got. I mean, Mike Zimmer was a defensive coach trying to run this offensive style of team, and it just wasn't working. Justin Jefferson went off yesterday. Yeah, I'll tell you, they're using Jefferson just beautifully, aren't they? I'll tell you what, he made a lot of catches, had a lot of yards, but most of and and a, a, a huge yards per catch. It was For over sure. 20. But most importantly, he had two touchdowns. The man is a touchdown maker. Those yes. are the type of guys that win ball games for you. I will say, I will say, I was impressed with the Minnesota defense against Aaron Rodgers' offense. Right now, now it's all there on film. Right, so the biggest jumps made are typically, <clears throat> excuse me, typically are between the first week and second week at every level, high school, college, and the NFL. Why? You get your corrections done. That's right. Those corrections will never happen again, right? Or or you're going to replace one of the young men uh, that, that's that, 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 if he's going to make a mistake time after time. So you get your corrections done. You figure out what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. You, your whole staff, especially a new staff, right, it takes a little while to get a little uh, juice going, you know, and 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 routine going, game plan wise. So all those things come into play after that first ball game. Monday afternoon, quarterback coach Marty in studio. Marty Mornaway riding with me, Colter Nuanas here on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Speaking of a team that needs some corrections, but probably the team I would say don't overreact to more than anybody. It's the San Francisco 49ers. They went to Chicago. I mean, it was it was raining like the great flood was coming. It was unbelievable, the field conditions there at Soldier Field. Chicago, uh, nobody's high on the Bears, but they look pretty dang tough on defense. All that said, though, uh, the, the 49ers did not operate well offensively whatsoever, and Trey Lance really struggled in his first start there in San Francisco. That's the one team. And look, it, I was a coordinator for San Francisco for four years. I grew up in the Bay Area. Yeah. So I'm a 49er type of guy, right? Uh, but this is one team that I would raise a little bit of a red flag. And then 
they're going to get a little outside influence, a little outside That's right. pressure. That's right. right. How long will it be before the fans, before somebody in the front office, before those starts to go? What do you think about Jimmy G? That's exactly right. There was a uh, was a, a report from the Athletic today that was saying that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were going around the locker room before the game saying, "Hey, talking to the the big dog leaders." They didn't say who, but you can assume the guys they're talking to probably, you know, Nick Bosa and and Fred Warner or whatever, saying, "Hey, let's let's get Trey's back. Let's let's have him, let, you know, let's support this kid." Seems like you're hedging your bets a little bit, though. I mean, how much of that is real? I mean, how much do you have to say, hey, guys, we made this decision as an organization because we think this is what's going to get us over the top eventually. You have to be patient with us because there's going to be growing pains. Yes, and you've got to stand up to the pressure, right, because there will be some. And, 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 and it's easier said than actually done to stand up to that pressure when you have – a man that's your second-team quarterback that has won an awful lot of games in the NFL. Uh, and then you've got a very, very young quarterback that basically hasn't done bleep yet. But you've made that choice. You shouldn't have to go around the locker room. The team leaders should make it known that we've got this young man's back and there will be up and downs, I remember, well, it happened naturally. Yep. Joe had a Joe Flacco, a Super Bowl MVP, had a little hip. Uh, it ended up being pretty serious hip injury, and it forced us about at the right time. By the way, sure. You know, I thought Lamar was probably ready two or three weeks before that occurred, uh, but it happened naturally, which is usually the best way. And the first time Lamar made a mistake, it wasn't. The coaches, because that I, I had the coaches ready to go with this too, but it was the players ran to him and said, "We got you." We're and it was many of the defensive players. We got your back. We're gonna stop him right here. So that's what's got to happen. The team leaders, not the coach, not the GM. The team leaders have to have this young man's back. You want us down ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. More on the NFL with Coach Marty Mornaweg. Next is the Monday afternoon quarterback. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. Hopefully you don't need any sympathy today. We need some smoke relief, though, I'll tell you that. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for riding along with us, Marty Mornaweg, longtime NFL coach and our lead NFL analyst here on ESPN Radio, joining us here for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Uh, coach, what do you think of ties? Have you ever been? Have you ever coached in a game that ended in a tie? One, one. What did it's, you think? Is it so frustrating? It's brutal. However. You come at now. It wasn't the first game, you know. It was, it was sort of in the middle of the year, and you're going, okay, all right. Well, this half a game may end up getting us into the playoffs, which right. we really didn't need it that year, but because we were in anyway. But it might, right? And that half a game in the loss column, you know, you go, okay, that cannot prevent us from entering into the playoffs. So, uh, you know, the, the perception of it is it's like 
the old cliche, kissing your sister. However, <laughs> it might help you at the end of the year. The uh, Tennessee, or excuse me, the uh, Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts uh, tied yesterday, which meant that the AFC South uh, went over yesterday because the Titans lost on one of the, I mean, you talk about, you've been, you've been in Philadelphia. That's one of the most ruthless media markets in the country. But I don't think anywhere it compares to New York City. And to have, if you are have anything to do with the, the Giants, and you have, then you have anything to do with the Giants being bad, they are just going to kill you. Kill you and kill you and kill you some more because the Giants have been so good. People are kind of used to the Jets being kind of mediocre at this point, but the Giants were so good for so long, and then they've been poor lately. Brian Dable, his first game as an NFL head coach, he leads a crazy comeback against the defending AFC South champion Tennessee Titans. And then when they tie it up, oh, no, we're not going to go for the tie. We're going to go for two and the win. You talk about back page material. They don't get this thing. This guy's getting just killed in the media, but they get it. And he and he and his answer afterwards, though, he said, hey, I fully knew exactly what was going to happen if I did it and we didn't get it and we did it. He said, I'm trying to – this is my team. I want to operate. He's not listening to the owner. He's not listening to anybody else. Uh, I thought it was quite a call uh, for New York to get on the board. Now, a couple of things. Giants win an opener. Daniel Jones wins. He didn't play his best game. It was a probably solid plus. He threw one really bad interception, I thought. But Daniel Jones wins, so that's a good start for him. He's been through hell there at the Giants as well. And then Brian Dayball. All right, a very aggressive uh, all-game, great comeback, two-point play. And I'll tell you what, if they didn't have that great runner, because that play should have been stopped, not by one defender, but by two defenders. And that back made the day and maybe made the week and maybe at the end of the year, maybe made the year for the New York football giants. Congratulations to them. I hope that's the first of many this year. How about the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers? You could tell that right out the gates, the Steelers were like, okay, this team that kind of snuck out of the, the North last year, wild card that made a run in the Super Bowl. No, no, no. This is our division. They, I mean, the Steelers were playing like it was 1975. They were just headhunting. They were just smashing. And poor Joe Burrow, I mean, gets sacked four times, throws three picks in the first half, but got to give him a lot of credit for coming all the way back, forcing overtime. But that was a great game right out the gates, a divisional game. Well, it was a crazy game, too. You just mentioned some of the things that happened, and it had to be a perfect storm because, yes, the Steelers played hard. They played tough like they always do. But that was a little bit of a mismatch, right? And it, it took five turnovers, four of them being interceptions, uh, a backup long snapper, uh, throwing the timing off just a touch, Miss PAT. I mean, it was crazy. All of those things had to happen for the Pittsburgh Steelers to win that game. And I suspect the 9 out of 10 or 19 out of 20 and maybe even 98 out of 100 times Cincinnati wins that game. The Monday Afternoon Quarterback presented in part by Front Street Pizza and in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. Also in part by Rome Student Housing. Appreciate all three of those awesome sponsors. 
Also got to remind you, if you need someone to watch the NFL on Sunday, every Sunday, the Silver Slipper has 55 TVs for you to watch the NFL and all other sports on as well. They got drink specials every day, 20 keto machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else where you should be watching your favorite team, the Silver Slipper, one of Montana's best-kept secrets. Uh, We sort of teased this game when you were here last week, Coach, but then did not analyze it because it's been a week. What a statement by Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. I thought they looked outstanding. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, two young guns, highly talented, surrounded by really good players I gotta say, on I, great I got to say, I feel like an idiot, too. I, I, I have been kind of buying into the, the thought that the Chiefs might take a step back no. without Tyreek Hill and, you know, with maybe a little bit wavering on defense. I, I, I'm i just, I'm wrong. I'm an idiot. The the Chiefs, it's they're going to be in the AFC Championship game. They got, <laughs> they got the best quarterback in the world, and they got the best coach in the NFL. So, I mean... They just went and ran it up on the Cardinals. It was like they were just telling the league, hey, we don't have the cheetah anymore. That doesn't matter. We're going to score 45 anyways. Look, Patrick Mahomes can do easily things that other quarterbacks can't even think about doing. For sure. And Andy Reid allows it. He embraces it. He's very creative within Patrick Mahomes' strengths. And now... On occasion, it'll bite them in the butt, but they tend to overcome it anyways. Those two quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, are in for a first ballot Hall of Fame career as long as they stay healthy. Because of the reasons that I just said, they're great quarterbacks. They play the quarterback position at an extremely high level. Great talent, but most importantly, they're surrounded by some players, and they've got great coaches, and they're on a heck of a team. Last couple things here on the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty. Just about three minutes left. Uh, There was all sorts of close games. Overtime games, we had a tie. But the Saints ended up gutting one out, winning on a last-second field goal against the Falcons, 27-26. The Eagles get the Lions, 38-35. That's a good start for the Eagles and a tough one for the Lions. The Browns go to Carolina and win 26-24. We don't want to make too much of week one, but when you lose in heartbreaking fashion, how tough is it to rebound from that? Yeah, you, it is. It is. I will say it is. However, these men are pros. They've right. been through the mess before. Right. Right? In the NFL, coaches and players stay a little bit more even-keeled. Why? Because there's 17 regular season games. It's not quite as up and down. It's more clinical. All right. Here's the three things we've got to accomplish on offense. Two or three things on defense, a couple things on special teams to get to where we want to be, and they do it very clinically. How about last night's game? I think that uh, the the Cowboys had some stuff for the, the Bucks coming out the gates, but you go to the locker room, you adjust, and uh, the greatest of all time comes back, and he does some surgery. It was just kind of rinse and repeat, but... If Leonard Fournette is at that form, though, that's a huge deal for Tampa Bay because they looked great on the offensive line like they have been since Tom Brady came there. They have such great weapons on the outside. Who knows what's going on with Chris Godwin coming off that ACL injury. But if you have Tom Brady, you got a pretty good chance. Coulter, the first thing is 
The only good thing Dallas did was they stopped Tampa down in the red zone That's a right. couple times in the first half. That kept them in the game yep. until sort of the end of the third quarter. And then you've got Tom Brady throwing for about eight yards per attempt. And you got, you've got their running back, Fournette, running for about six yards per attempt. And on the other side, you had Dak throwing for about four yards per attempt. And then their runner, I thought their runner, Dak, uh, 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 Elliot played pretty well. I mean, he's a great player. Yeah. So, but that's about the only good thing that Dallas did. And Tampa, I thought it was a more dominating game than the score indicated. Uh, exactly right. I thought that's exactly true. Once they were up nineteen to three, they just they just sat on them. And uh, the Bucks, once again, it doesn't matter if he's forty five years old. They're a real deal championship contender. We'll have more Monday afternoon quarterback next week here on Nuanas Now in the second hour. For Marty Mortowig, I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much to Dazzler's Car Wash, Rome Student Housing, and Front Street Pizza. We'll be back at it at 4 p.m. tomorrow. Tons of high school stuff. We'll see you then. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.